Today's daf is daf mem hey. We are holding in the middle of mem dalid amud beis at the uh, first mishnah. Shor haisha. Zog deilga mishnah. Shor haisha. Whether it's an ox that is owned by a woman, shor haisomi, where it's owned by orphans. Where there is no apotropos, there is no caretaker, or sure apotropos, or there's been an ox that has already been assigned to a caretaker. Sure hamidbar, if it's an, a wild ox, which means that it has no ownership. Sure hegdish, or if it is an ox that was consecrated, we'll see exactly when. Sure hager shemes, or it's an ox that's owned by a ger that died, and there are no yorshim. Hara'elu chayav and miso. Under all these circumstances, never the the uh, the based in or the community are responsible to have this animal executed. Right? We don't make any distinctions who the ownership is, or even when there is no ownership, you still have a responsibility to execute this animal. It is a societal menace. Now, the one I was going to point out that two out of these six cases seem to be the same idea. Whether it's a shora midbar that has no ownership because it's a wild ox or whether it was owned by a ger who passed away without relatives, in both cases it's an animal of hefker. So why you need to have two different categories for hefker, I think more we'll discuss. But Yehuda disagrees. Yehuda says when there's no ownership, for example, when it's a shor hamidbar, right one, shor hegdesh, shor hegdesh doesn't really have ownership, and shor hager, shemes, that when he had died and there's no... Yorshim, Peturin Minamiso are exempt from being executed. Why? Lefisha Einlein Bailim, because they don't have ownership. Now, what, what Rehud is going to say is the Pasuk that talks about the sentencing of the animal says clearly that it's talking about an ox, that this is what you do to the ox and this is what you do to the owner. Well, if the person doesn't have an owner, then it's not subject to the execution. That's the, the point that Rabbi Yehuda is making. Now, Tanra Bonan, we learned in a Brisa. Shor, Shor, Shiva, there's seven times in the Parsha of when an ox kills a person and mentions the word seven times, okay? Now, Rashi speaks out, Otosis also speaks it out over here too, is that the first time is needed to know we're talking about a shore. But the ne- next six, six times, you do not have to use the pronoun shore. You could have used the word it. Because I know it's going back on the word shore. The fact that it mentions shore six subsequent times, each one of them is for a drosha. Clear? Right. So what is like this? So Shor Shor Shiva Lahavi. What's included in the six? Number one, Shor Isha. Number two, Shor Yisomim. Number three, Shor Abitropos. Number four, Shor Amidbar. Number five, Shor Hegdes. Number six, Shor Gera Shemais Ben Yorshim. So those are the six cases of our Mishnah that it's coming to tell you that they are included in the parsha and the halacha over there says you have to execute the Shor. They're included in the execution of the Shor, even if they don't have the exact ownership as was mentioned in the parsha, which was an ownership of a man, nevertheless, even in three of those cases, two of those cases, there was no, or three of the cases, there was no ownership, nevertheless, you still execute the animal. Whereas Yehuda elaborates on what he said in our Mishnah, and because the Torah insists that it has to have an owner, and these do not have ownerships, you cannot execute the animal without having an owner present. Okay? Now, 
Amar Ravuna. Ravuna says, based on the ruling of the Tana, Rabbi Yehuda, you can deri- derive the following. So the point of Hayur Rabbi Yehuda, Afilu Nagach Ulubsev Higdish. He says that you see from Rabbi Yehuda, we'll see in a moment how you see this, is that let's say the animal gored. At the time of the goring, there was an owner. But then, before this animal could be sentenced, the owner went and consecrated it. So therefore, he gave it over now to Hegdish, which is considered on some level not having an owner. The point is, even so, says Rabbi Yehuda, says Rabbi Yehuda according to Ravuna, that there would be, the animal would be exempt, means you would not be able to execute the animal under that circumstance. Now, how do we see that? Meaning, you could have just learned is that when the animal does not have an owner, it means at the time of the the goring. But how do you know that even subsequent to that, it's also considered not having an owner, according to Yehuda, and then be exempt from being executed? Why? So he says like this. So I feel the Nagalus of Higdish, or Nagalus of Hifker, whether he made it Hegdish after the goring, or he made it Hefker after the goring. Yehuda, either way, would still say it's Potter. Right? Now, Mimai. Someone says, how does Rav Huna know that? How does he know to say that? He says, very simply, he says, because the question we had asked, if you look at the six cases that are cited by the Chachamim, two of them, one of them uh, uh, seems to be having them both is redundant, because the idea is there's no owner. So therefore, whether it's a wild ox, it has no owner, or whether it was Hegdish, it has no owner. So what do you have to write both? So I'll tell you why you have to write both. Because wild ox implies it never had an owner at the time of the goring. So what's being added by the case of it was an ox of Hegdish, I'll tell you, I know what's being added, means at the time of the goring, it had the owner, and only subsequently the person went ahead and made it Hegdish. That's why Ravuna says, that's why you have that as a sixth case, and that's where, and that's how he knows in Rabbi Yehuda, that's also not considered to have an owner, he's disagreeing with the Chachamim, even in that case, that that would be considered not having an owner, and the animal would not be able to be executed. Okay, so what it says like this, because you have the two cases. So what's the case of an animal that dies, that the, the, the owner dies and doesn't have any yorshim? My new Dafka Ger. Everyone else has relatives in some direction. So what's in my new the cave in the Ainlo Yorshin? This uh Hefker. So Hain Shoramidbar, that's the same thing as Shora Midbar. So what do you have to have both of those cases, right? Hain Shoramidbar, Hain Shor Ger Shemes. It must be that the Mishnah requiring those two cases be listed is coming to teach me that in the case of Hegdish, even at the time of the goring, it had an owner. But then he was Makdish subsequently, or Nagav Lubsav Hifkor is Mafkir subsequently, that would be enough to exonerate the ox, and the ox would not be executed. Now, What's the definition of Nigach? Goring. That's the Nigach is Goring. So what do you do with it? Nogach, actually. What? Do you sit back to the midbar? So what do you do with it? You don't, you can't can't execute it. You don't have, there's no din on on executing such an animal. What do you do with it then? Anybody can take it. It's hefker. It's hefker, right? Now, uh, right. So therefore, shmamina, it's a good raya. Says it more like this. And the Gemara says that, that, that Rav Huna's insight is actually recorded in a brysa. So we know that the Taisa says a number of places in Shas is that, that an Amora cannot say something that is explicit in a Mishnah. 
But in a brysa, they weren't expected to know all of the brysas. So brysas can uh, we say that what the, what the Amora just said is supported by a brysa. But we wouldn't say what the Amora just said is supported by a Mishnah. They would say, what do I need him to say it? It's already in a Mishnah. So Tanya Namiachi, this is supported from a brysa. Yes, I'll can Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda would say even more than that. Uh, even if that, uh, that it, if it doesn't have an owner, not only if it didn't have an owner at the time of the goring, even if it gored first, and only afterwards, subsequently, it consecrated. Or and only afterwards, he was mafkir, he made it hefker. Potter, Shanemar, Vahuad, Bebal, Vahemis says that the animal was warned with its owner being there. There was a warning given to the owner, and then it went in gourd, and then the Pazak, the end of the Pazak basically writes, um, uh, it says the ox is executed and the owner should be put to death. He just gets to pay kofer. But you see, it's even by the time of the execution, it refers to the animal having a, uh, an, an owner. All right. So it must that you have to have the miso, the the the, the uh, goring of the. Um, you, you have to have the what's his name? Uh, the the the, the miso over here refers to the death of. Uh, what's it called? The death. The, the 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 death of the victim. I mean the death of the animal that the the goring the goring. And the Hamada Bedin and the, and, the, and, the, and the standing in court have to be alike. Meaning, what it means have to be alike. Both in both time periods, the animal has to have an owner. So, Gemara says like this: Hamada Bedin just means when the animal is brought before the courts, right? The Chora, what we see from the pasuk, is more than that. Not only does the owner have to be when the animal is brought there, we see you have to have the owner. Uh, the animal has to be there even at the time, I mean, the owner has to be there even at the time when the animal is executed, right? So why are you just saying that when it's brought to court? No one is brought to court. So when it's like this, so, uh, so when it says, what are you telling me that at the time of the verdict, when the animal has been taken to be executed, you don't need the animal being executed is at the time of the verdict, it's right after the verdict. The right way to amend the brisa that it fits exactly the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda should be Misa, the death of the victim, the Hamada Bedin, the uh, being brought to court, and the Gmar Din, and the verdict all have to be under the uh, uh, ownership of a bylim, of an owner, in order for the animal to be executed. Shavin Kecha, they all have to be aligned, that they all have to be uh, with, the, say, with, with the owner. And therefore, the point that's making is that's Rehudashita, therefore, two, three other cases where there is no owner, whether it's Hektish, whether it's Hefka, whether it was uh, a wild, the wild animal, either way, with, or the case of Hektish, the wild animal, what was the other one? Uh, Shara Midbar was one case. The, the case of Hegdish was the other one. Oh, the Ger. Yeah, yeah. The Ger. In all three cases, no owner, animal will not be executed. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Tanakam disagrees. Tanakam disagrees with that Russia, yes. So, as in one of Aitu. Lisakil. All right, so we have here, obviously, the verdict was rendered and the animal is now a subject to be stoned. 
and the owner comes along and says, you know what, I'm going to consecrate the animal. He cannot consecrate it because once the verdict is passed, the animal has become Osir Bahano. It has become Osir Bahano. On some level, he is no longer considered... That doesn't mean the previous case where someone makes it hegdish. Before, right, 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 before, before, the, before the, the, the verdict. But here, if you try to make it hegdish after the verdict, it cannot make it hegdish, enamuktash. Shachta, and in shechting it also, the, the animals become already osubah, no, even we learned the sugya before, that even before it's stoned, it's already osur to be consumed, the meat is also consumed. So shechting, it's not going to help you, it's obsara osur. Now, let's say he did this, Prior to the verdict, before the judgment was given, so then, so therefore, Achala Nigmadina Hegdesho, so a bile of Mukdash, it was Magdashid, so the owner was Magdashid, it is considered to be Mukdash. Rashi throws in, it's Mukdash to the point that if someone tries to use it, he'll violate the laws of Me'ila. But at the end of the day, it's still, my, it'll still be, the judgment can still be given, and once the judgment is given, we learned before, the Chachamashita is that either you, 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 you'll, you'll still have to execute it. At that point, okay. Ve'im shachtoy, and if you shachted it though, psara mutter, the meat will be considered mutter because again, it did not become osir bahano until the uh, verdict was given. In this case, they're not going to be able to give a verdict because you have to have the animal alive in court to be able to pass the verdict. We'll see if that's if, um, if what I'm saying is 100 true. We'll see. That's not necessarily correct. Now, masrul is shaymer chinam. This is a whole new, 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 new set of cases. I mean, the first set of cases was that the animal, prior to the verdict, you went and tried to uh, it. you went and shechted it. Now it's a straight up case. You have an animal that is either gonna be a tam or a muad, and you've given it over now to a shomer to watch. Okay, so now we know that there are four uh, categories of shomrim. There is a shomer chinam, which has the least level of liability, because he's watching it for free and he doesn't get to use it. Shomer Sachar, he is watching it, even though he doesn't get to use it, but he gets paid to watch it, which means he's high, he's responsible, higher degree of, higher degree of, uh, of, of uh, uh, liability. Then you have a Socher. Socher does get to use it, but he pays for the right. To use it. He's a renter. Now there's going to be a machlokus tanoim where the socher falls under the category of shomer chinam. He's like a shomer chinam, or he's under the shomer socher. On one hand, he's using it. On the other hand, he pays for his right to use it. Maybe they offset one another, and therefore it should be like a shomer chinam, or he's considered like a shomer socher. And the fourth level of of of, of shomer is a shoel who borrows it, so he's got the highest level. He's high in on onsim, even if things that happen that are uh, beyond. The expectation he's going to be liable because he has all the benefits. He uses it and he doesn't pay for it. Okay, so that was the four. Now, so what happens over here is that you gave your animal over to one of these four types of shomer: the shomer chinam, the shoel, the nosusachar, or the socher. All right. Now, nechmesutachas abaylin. The person takes over his responsibility for the animal to whatever the owner's responsibility of the animal was, which means is that if it's a muad and it gores somebody, then the shomer is going to have to pay full damages. If it was a tam and it damaged someone, so it's going to be just as that would have been the law by the violin, by the owner. 
All right, let's go back to Zog the Gemara. We know we started the Gemara now. Tanra Bonan. So if an animal killed, right, prior to uh, the, 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 uh, the judgment. judgment being made, now the judgment's going to be that the person is going to, uh, the, the, the person has to pay, it depends. It was a Tom or a Muad, but either way, the animal has to be executed, right? So now what happened was, uh, so, what, so therefore the way to read this is like this Shorshahemis, stop If before the judgment was made He went ahead and he sold it So therefore It is considered to be a valid sale Now Rashi goes out of his way We actually had two opinions over here But Rashi learns it That it's That it's sold for plowing purposes. I don't know if you remember we had this sugi before because the person who bought it can buy it plowing until the judgment is made because once the judgment is made, they're going to take it back and execute it. So there was an opinion that held it. It still could be a sale for just the guys allowed to use it for the purposes of plowing. He's allowed to go ahead and, and, and use it. Okay, now, that's how, and that's how Rashi learns it over here. There was a Chachamim Shita back then. Now, um, Higdesho Mukdash. If you're a Makdashit, it's Mukdash. Again, here Rashi says that it's Mukdash in terms of that anyone who tries to benefit from it is going to be over Me'ila. But this implies that when they finally make the verdict, they're going to go ahead and they're going to execute the animal. Now, Shachtai, before the verdict, Saramut, like we saw in our Mishnah. Now, the question is like this. Let's go now to the case of the Shomer. You gave this animal to a shomer. Now the shomer has a responsibility A to watch it and B to give you back the animal when the time is up. Now what happened was this animal went and it uh, killed someone. Alright? So now the bottom line is this animal now technically is if it's a get, paid watchman? Well it uh, doesn't say right that? now, it doesn't say. But this animal right now is if it goes through through the through the verdict, what's going to end up happening? They're going to execute. They're going to execute this animal. So this guy now goes and he says to the owner, "Here, take your animal back." Right. Question is, has he fulfilled his responsibility of returning the animal, oh, or can the or can the owner say? Hey, this animal now I can't use anymore because it's going to get executed. That's the question we're dealing with. So, so therefore, if the Shomer returned it to the household of the owner who, who gave it to him, Mughzar. It's Mughzar. Now, why? Because it's before the verdict, according to Tanakhama. But let's say the verdict was already passed, the judgment's already passed, which means it already became Osir Bahano. So, Eina Machur, it is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 I'm sorry, let me finish. Mishanig Mardino, but once the din, this is the second half of the Bryson, once the din was, was rendered, the judgment was rendered, so in Machur, Eina Machur, if you try to sell it, it's not a sale, because it's not, you don't have ownership anymore, it's also And Hegdesha, Eina Mukdash, you try to Makdash, you can't be Makdash, something you don't really own. And Shachta, Besara Asr, it's already paying Asr Bahano. And Hegzero, Shomer, the base Baalab, Eina Mukhzar, according to Tanakam, we're going to see his Locus over here, Tanoim. He says you can't give it back at that point either. Rabbi Yaakov Omer Av Shenig Mardino Hugzer Shomalebalam. He argues on the last point. He says that that as long as the animal is still alive, if somehow after the verdict. 
the shomer was able to get his hands onto the animal, right? You can return it to the owner and the owner cannot come after you anymore for the, for the funds of the animal because you did return it, right? Mughzer. Now, the one who wants to know what's the machlokas over here. It means everyone agrees if the animal has not yet become Osir Bahanoa, you can return it. But once it becomes Osir Bahanoa, then the question is, Tanakama says you cannot return it. Rabbi Yaakov says you could still return it. So Gemara wants to know what the machlokas is. So Gemara says, you know what this seems to be? This seems to be machlokas that we had in Masechah Pesachim. We're going to see later on in Tzadikhes. We had a machlokas very similar. Somebody stole something from you. Stole your, your whiskey. Stole your, 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 your cookies. Okay? And it was before Pesach. And now Pesach goes through. Now by Pesach going through, it becomes Chometz, She'avr Alav, HaPesach. And now you get caught. And it's okay. HaRachel Chalufanecha. You know what? Go ahead and can, can he give it back or cannot he give it, can, can he not give it back? That would seem to be the Machlokas over here is that when something has become Osir Bahano, it's really a Hezek She'en Nikr. You don't see the damage. There's no real damage noticeable. What did I do? It's intact. Right? So therefore, we're going to, that seems to be Hezek and Nikah, can I return it back and say, HaRachel Chalofanecha? Now in Shemaim, you don't want to Lamed, Lamed Tzadikim, but in a court of law, can we hold you responsible? So Moran says, that seems to be the Machlokas over here. Again, because the animal became Osir Bahano, right? Can I return it back to the owner? Because it's only, you could say that it's really the animal's intact. Right. So when it says Lema, let's say Bahakam Iflagi, Drabonan Savri, the Tanakama, the Chachamim hold, Ain Omrin, Bisurehano, Haresha Khalvanecha. That once it becomes Osabahano, you no longer have the ability to say to a person, Haresha Khalafanecha. And whereas Rabbi Yaakov Sava Omim Bisurano, that even if it's become Osbahano, you could say Haresha Khalafanecha. The problem with that, Rabbi points out, is we're gonna see later on on Tzari on Tariches. We're going to see on Tavtariches, the Gemara brings down that this sheet of the Chachamin that, that, that say that a shor that became Osir Bahano, you cannot say Harashal Cholofanecho. However, the first part of the, uh, the, the, I think it's the Mishnah over there, the first part of this says, but by Chomets, they agree, you can return the Chomets, and you can say Harashal Cholofanecho. So you can't say the Machlokis is whether or not you can say Harashal Cholofanecho by because then the Chachamim should not only argue in the case of the Shor that became Asr Bahana, they should also argue in which case? Chamet Shavala Pesach. If you're equating, that should be equated the two, if it's just a question of whether you can say Arashal So clearly that's not the Machlokas over here. So we have to figure out what is the Machlokas. The one says like this So Amar Rabbah, the Kula Alma, everybody would seem to agree, like we see on Sadiches, that Omrim Bisurah Anah, that something became Asr Bahano, Arashal Cholofanecho. Right, that you could really say Harashal Khalifanecha to Im Kane, because if the argument is in that point, then if then they shouldn't just argue by the case of the Shor that had a verdict against it that became Azabah. No, they should have argued also in the case of Hamash Avla Besach. So Ella, so what's gonna be the machlokas? Let me say it outside and then you see how to read it into the words. But the, the, this is the way Raj explains it. The machlokas is as follows: is that everybody agrees is that if I'm a pa- passive participant in the reason it became Osibano, let's think about this for a moment. The Ghanav stole it, all right? He stole it uh, three weeks before Pesach, okay? He held on to it. 
Now, he did not make it Osir Bahano. He did not do any action to create it that it should become Osir Bahano. Why did it become Osir Bahano? He, he, the thief, you mean? Yeah, the thief, yes. He didn't make it Osir Bahano. Why did it become Osir Bahano? That's an external thing. The time, the date, the, the, the date made it Osir Bahano. There's no act that he himself did that you could say, therefore, in such a case, okay. then he can go back and give it to the person and says, I didn't cause you the damage. I didn't make it Osebano, the Pesach made it Osebano. So therefore everybody agrees in such a case, it's a Hezek She'en and Nikr. Hezek She'en and Nikr doesn't just mean that I don't see any damage in it. It's En Nikr means what I did to it cannot be... Cannot be That's true, but my taking on mission didn't make it Osebano. It's my holding on to it that made it Osebano. It's a passive act, it's not an active act. And therefore, that is, we have one who agreed to it. Now why is it different in the case of a shore that was uh, that that sure that the verdict was was rendered on it. So let's think about this for a moment. So what is going to say over here is that when you the shomer, right? We're talking about of a shomer. When you the shomer found out that my animal went and killed somebody, right? My animal went and killed somebody, and so you know that what happens when you give it to Bastin, what are Bastin going to do? They're going to head and, 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 and kill the animal. So you could have given it back to me, but yet your, you did an act. Your act of giving it to Bastin is what facilitated it become Osir Bahano. Right? Now the reason we're going to see is because we're going to see the Chachamim hold that Bastin cannot render judgment on an animal unless the animal is present. So what you actually did, you, you made the animal present, so you are directly con- uh, contributing to it, it became Osir Bahano. So therefore, the Chachamol, that's not the same thing as, uh, that's not the same thing as, uh, as Chametz and Pesach. Why is it different in the case of Chametz and Pesach? Because the time it does, because it's an external thing. It was passive. It should make a difference whether the, the bad thing ceases it or he gives it to the bad What's thing. It? Might, 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 that might be a difference, you're right. But as long as we're assuming that you had a chance to give it back and you did not, and you gave it, instead of giving it back, you gave it to them, then you're considered actively participating and becoming also Bahano. That's why the Chachamim hold that over here it's high. We'll see why, what does Rabbi Yaakov hold? Why doesn't he make that distinction? We'll see in a moment. So when it says like this, What they're arguing over here is whether or not Beistin will pass a verdict on an ox if the ox is not present. That's going to be the argument, all right? Now, Rabbanon Savri, that we don't pass verdict on ox unless the ox is present. So the owner says to the shomer, that if you wouldn't have given it to them, but you would have returned it to me, so that I could have uh, uh, hidden it away, I would have uh, uh, squirreled it out to the swamp, and, 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 and they wouldn't have been able to make it usser, and I could have used it. But you delivered the ox to a, a, an entity that uh, I am not able to argue with. I can't fight with them. I can't get it back once they've seized it. And therefore, you are not just indirectly affecting my animal becoming usher, you were directly responsible because it would not have been able to stand in Bayesden had you not done what? 
Given it to the Beistin. And therefore, the Chacham Shita is that therefore you are, it's not a Hezek She'en or Nikr. What you did here is Nikr. What was Nikr? Not in terms of looking at the animal. What is Nikr is your, what you did. What did you do? You did an action. What was the action you delivered to Beistin? Whereas if Yaakov Savar, Gomlem Dinashal Shar, Shalobafana, if Yaakov takes the position is Beistin don't need the ox. If they have witnesses that can testify that that ox damaged and, and killed and killed somebody, they will rule on the ox even if the ox is not there. So what is the owner gonna say? Oh, you shouldn't have let them get it because if you wouldn't have let them get it, they wouldn't have been able to make it Osir Bahano, not true. They would have passed in it's Osir Bahano anyway. So the point over here is not that I could have squirreled away here, but there's a man, even if you would have put it in the swamp, you wouldn't have been able to use it, why? They would have paskined on it that it's Asr Bahano. So the point is, therefore, therefore, according to Rabbi Yaakov, that's not considered to be a Hezek Nikr. I didn't cause a damage by giving it to Beistin. I didn't cause the damage because that damage is going to be caused either way because Beistin is going to paskin it whether it's here or it's not here. Therefore, he does consider it to be like the case of Pesach. And therefore, he holds that, it, that you can say, Arashel Cholofanecha. Anyway, uh, bottom line, they would have ruled that this animal is also Bano, they would have rendered the verdict. So now, the Chorim says, what's the Machlokas here? Why is there, so it's got nothing to do with, you can say, everyone holds that if you have not directly caused the, de- uh, the, the, uh, the item becoming also Bano, you can say, so what's the Machlokas over here? Whether or not based in can pass on the animal without the animal being there. Why are they arguing? So what is my time with Rabbonin? So what is like this? The Pazak says by the, 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 the killing ox, it says, I'll show you Sakel, the Gambal of Yumas. You execute the ox, and technically the owner should have been killed as well, but we do allow him to do what? Because the Mordebe is the Kofer. But you see, you're equating the ox to its owner. Now we know there is a halacha, I think it's a law in, 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 in modern law too, is you cannot render judgment against the person unless he is present. He has to be there. You cannot rule on him in abstention, right? Is that, is that the law yeah, today? Yeah, the whole thing with uh, Guy Epstein. He died, there was no... Do Without the, in, in abstention, you cannot. Therefore, since the Torah equates the ox to the person, therefore the Chachamim hold, just as the person has to be there, so too, in order to execute the ox, you can only render judgment against the ox if what? The ox is present. The execution or the death of the, the owner of the owner is similar to the death of the ox. Just that they have to be there to render judgment against him. What does Rabbi Yaakov say? Rabbi Yaakov does not have that drosha. So he says it's true that that is the halacha. We learn from other places in terms of cases, capital offenses and murder cases. The owner has to be there. But there I understand why the owner has to be there. Because if you're going to cast allegations against a person, the very least you have to do is allow him to do what? To defend himself. That Svara doesn't work by by an ox. By an ox doesn't work. Therefore, so Rabbi Yaakov does not have that drasha, says there's a reason why you make it by the owner, but that reason doesn't apply by the ox, and therefore the ox, you can rule on the ox in abstention, even without the ox being there. So therefore, if Yaakov has Bishlam, they can claim back, they can argue, defend themselves. Ashur has a time, Ashur can't defend itself, it can't argue back, and therefore, there's no need 
for the uh, for the ox to be present, and they, they don't have that drush, or they don't have that 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 that, that hekish that, that the chachamim had. Okay, let's go weiter. This is one of the famous uh, sugyas that are, are, are brought down concerning the Dalit Shomim. We quote this Gemara. There are four categories of people that take, that substitute for the owner. And these are them. There's the Shomer Chinam, the, uh, the unpaid guardian. The Shoel is the borrower. There's the Nose Sochar, there is the uh, paid guardian, and the Sochar, and there is the renter. Those are the four categories. Now, says the Brysa, let's, the details of the case are very important over here. Says the Brysa, Hargu Tamin. Hargu, let's say the animal that you gave now was a, a, a killer ox. The ox went and killed. So now, Tamin... Neheragin, even if they're Tom, they still have to be executed. Now we understand that because Kofr is only given by a Muad, not by a Tom. Fine. Muadim Neheragin, in the case of Muad, they also are executed, right? However, Mishalmin. As a kofer, but in the case of Muad, there they have to pay the kofer. The, uh, the animal that was under their responsibility killed, they have to pay kofer in the case of a Muad. Now. Not the, not the owner. No, it says them. They took the liability of the owner. However, they also, there's two, on two fronts, they have to pay the family. The of, of the kofer, but they also they went into they, they arranged uh, went into an agreement with the owner that they're going to use it for a certain amount of time, and when the time is over, what do they have to do? They have to return it. They cannot return it. Then what do they have to do? Then they have to pay back. So therefore, they have to they have to return the the value, the money of the worth of the shore back to its owner, to original owner. However, the shomer chinam does not have to pay the owner. Now we're going to have to set up the case why it is the shomer chinam does not have to pay. Now, Simona says like this: Hey Chidami, we want to know what exactly was the situation over here. If this animal was sufficiently safeguarded, all right? Now, the point is like this. When you give over an animal to somebody to watch or to use, okay, with permission, there is an understanding, expectation that he's going to safeguard it correctly. Now, the question is, let's say he did safeguard it correctly and something happened. Thieves broke in at night and let the animal escape. Right? So the point the Mora is going to make is that the Chorah, in such a situation, then why would I have a responsibility to pay back the owner? If, in fact, it was an onus, something beyond the expectation of what could happen ends up happening because I did safeguard it correctly and something happened, so therefore I should be not held responsible to pay back the owner, right? Everybody with me? Now, the point that Moran is going to say is, that, I mean, and, I'm sorry, Rashi and, and points out, is that doesn't apply by the Shoel. Because the Shoel, by the way, he is Chayv and owns him. So then, so it's all the other three except for the Shoel would be difficult to understand. So therefore, then all of them should be exempt except for the Shoel. All right? 
So therefore, so that's so therefore, so therefore can't be that there was shmirah because if there was sufficient shmirah, then what's the problem? Shouldn't have to pay. If they shouldn't have to pay the owner. They should not have to return it to the owner. Now, Kofor will discuss in a moment, but they shouldn't have to pay. At least they shouldn't have to pay. Each one of them have a different level of netira. Well, again, so let's assume the netira was at the highest level required. Okay, right. Now, let's go the other direction. Read alone, Natre, and if there was a complete negligence over here because it wasn't watched, then why are you exempting the Shomer Chinam? Even the Shomer Chinam is responsible for negligence. Pshia, he's responsible for. So why doesn't he have to, uh, why, why is he uh, not have to pay the owner the, the, the right. So Moses says like this. Amri Bnei Yeshiva said, what you have to say is like Yisrael saying, maybe there was different levels, there's different levels of Shmira, like we learned earlier. So going like this. Hachama Askinon is the Natre Shmira Pchusa Velo Natre Shmira Ma'ula. That you did a lesser safeguarding, but you did not do the higher level safeguarding. Now the way Rashi explained it later on, uh, earlier, I'm going to see later on as well, is like this. Is that if you locked it, that a, a Ruach Mitsuya would not be able to knock it down. That a ruach, a regular ruach, that's considered to be a lesser, that's considered to be a, not, a, a lower level. But ruach she, a, a, a higher level is that you lock it so tight that even a ruach she'ena metsuya would not be allowed to knock it down. Now the one is now assuming like the, 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 that the shita is like this, we're going to see different shitas here, but the one is assuming that therefore comes out like this. For a tam, for, not a tam, for a shomer chinam, for a shomer chinam, that then since he has the least amount of liability for him, what level would have been sufficient? Therefore, he did it. He did the lower level for him. That suffices. Therefore, the owner cannot come after him for the money. Right? Rashi interjects over here, but you still see that since it was a lower level shmira, he still would have to pay the kofar to the family. That he still might have to pay the kofar, but, but the owner can't come after him. However. The other three Shomrim, who the Gemara is assuming right now hold, they have to have a higher level of liability. A lower level of Shmira doesn't work. They would need to have a higher level of Shmira. And therefore, they are responsible for paying back the owner. Okay, that, that's what the Gemara is going to And obviously the Kofor too, then, to the one that was killed then, or whatever? Yes, the Kofor is that everybody has to pay. Now, says the Gemara as follows. <coughs> so Amri, how come I skins the Bnei Yeshiva answers the following? We're dealing with over here is the not Rishmir Pusav, learn not Rishmir Ma'ula. Lower level, not the higher level. Shom Rechinam calls Rishmir also. He has discharged his obligation. His, his safeguarding was the level that he needed to safeguard in order not to have to pay back the owner. Done. The other three, Hanach, Lloyd calls Rishmir. Their Rishmir was not sufficient and therefore they still have to pay back the owner. Now what the Mora is going to ask is as follows, and I want to explain over here, there are two machlokas in between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda that are not interconnected, they're completely separate machlokas in, but they both have bearing on what we're discussing over here, alright? Machlokas number one is what's the level of Shmira required for a Tom, and what's the level of Shmira required for a Mu'an, alright? Rab Meir Shita is that whether it's Tom, whether it's Muad, you always have to have the higher level Shmiru. Whether it's Tom, whether it's Muad, you always have to have the higher level Shmiru, all right? And therefore, and, and that, that's his Shita. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda holds that no, and that's, even though this is counterintuitive, he holds for a Tom, you need a higher level Shmiru, and for a Muad, 
you have, you have to have a lower level shmira. You, you, you can get away with lower level shmira. You know, logically, we'll see it's there's a cause based on psukim. Okay. That's one machlokus. There's a second machlokus in, in, uh, between Rameh and, and Rabbi Yehuda that is as follows. Is that we said as follows. The person that has the least amount of liability is who? The borrower, right? The, the Shomer not the borrower, the, the, the guy who you're asking to watch for, watch free. for free. The guy, Shomer Chinam, unpaid watchman is the lowest yes. level. The highest level of liability is the, the, is, no, is the borrower. The borrower doesn't get paid and right. he gets to use it, all right? The, in, the middle level is the paid watchman. He doesn't use it, but he's getting paid. He's getting paid. There is a machlokas, Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda, how do we classify the renter? Because on one hand, the renter does use it, but on the other hand, he pays, he pays to use it. Okay? So that's the Now, what we're going to see is like this, is Rav Meir holds that these two aspects, the fact that he uses it gets offset by the fact that he pays for it, leaves him at a level of a Shomer Chinam. Meaning, in terms of liability, he's considered to be like a, a, a Shomer Chinam. With me so far? Rabbi Yehuda says, I agree, you can't call him a Shoel, it's not a Baruch, he gets to use it, because he pays for his right to use it, but it drops him down to be on the same level as a Shomer Sachar. So there's a machlokas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, whether a Sochar, a renter, is considered to be like a Shomer Chinam, or is it considered to be like a Shomer Sachar? Rab Meir holds he's like a Shomer Chinam. Uh, Yehuda holds like a Shomer Sachar. So two machlokas in over here. Number one, what's the required Shmira for a Tam and a Muad? Rab Meir holds both have to be at the higher level. Rab Yehuda says that Tam is the higher level and Muad is the lower level. Machlokas number one. And machlokas number two, how do we classify a Sochar? Is he like a Shomer Chinam, which is Rab Meir says, or is he like a... Uh, I show Masachar, which is Rabbi Yehuda says. Now, let's circle back. We just had a case over here that we said that when you give, the Bryce says when you give over to the Shomrim to watch, they take on the responsibility of the owner. And if it's Nezek Shalom, if it's Muad, they have to pay Nezek Shalom. If it's Tom, they have to be Chatsi Nezek, right? And if the animal kills, they have to pay, and it's a Muad, you have to pay Kofer. And they said, and concerning paying back the owner, or the, the Shomer Chinam does not have to pay back, and the other three do. And we asked the question, why is that? So we said, because it's a low, it's talking about that he watched it at a lower level. Since he did a lower level Shmiro, so therefore the Shomer Chinam gets away with it, but the other three do not, and they have to pay back. Now, the one wants to know, let's see, who does it go? It doesn't seem to fit. This answer doesn't work, not according to Rabbi Yehuda, and not according to Rav Meir. Let's see it inside. So Mora says like this, Amri Kaman. And Yeshiva asked, whose opinion are you trying to explain this bride so like? Ika Rav Meir. What's the problem of making it like Rav Meir? The problem is like this. Since Rav Meir equates a socher, a renter to what? To a Shomer Chinam. So therefore the liability of a socher should be like that of the Shomer Chinam. And just as a Shomer Chinam can get away with just watching it at a low level and doesn't have to pay the owner, so the Socha should be the same thing. But that's not what the Bryce has said. The Bryce has said the only one that doesn't have to pay the owner 
is the Shomachina. It's Mashma, the Sochar does have to pay. So it can't be going like Rav Meir, because according to Rav Meir, the Shomachina, the Shomachar, I mean, the, the Sochar and the Shomachina should be together. They should be classified together. Not just the Shomachar, the Shomachina doesn't have to pay, but the Sochar should not have to pay either the owner. But Rabbi Meir says it has to be Meulah, even for... We're not talking about, the, we're talking about Pusa. He says no, but he says that a Shomer Chinam, because it's a Shomer Chinam, he, in terms of the owner, not in terms of the Kofor, but in terms of the owner, the own expectation is only a lower level. That's how it's meant. So then that should be the same thing for a Socher too. You shouldn't have to pay, right. It could be that, that for Kofor, Rashi said for Kofor, you might need Meulah. It could be. Now, says the one like this. So should say both. Not only the Shomachinam doesn't have to pay back the owner, but the Socher as well. So that's why it can't be going like the opinion of of what? Of Rab Meir. Now, what are you going to tell me? It goes like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds that by Muad. All right. What's the level required by Muad? We said that the Muad's a lower level. A lower level. And you tell me the case over here was that the guy did do the lower level. So if the guy did the lower level, then the question is, so why are you holding the person responsible in the case of Muad? He did the requirement. He did the requirement. He shouldn't have to pay. Uh, the Nezek Shalem, and he shouldn't have to pay even the Kofer. If that's considered sufficient, so why should he even have to pay the Kofer? And he always said that you, they, 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 you have to pay. So, Ikarab Yehuda, Da'amar Socher, Kenosachid. So now, we're going to tell me, you can get out of the problem of the Shomer Chinam and Socher, because maybe it's going like the Yehuda, who holds that the Shomer Socher and Socher are the same, not like a Shomer Chinam. So that's why it only identifies the Shomer Chinam separately, all right? But Lechora, Nitni chutzmi shomer chinam. It should say like this. It should say that uh, except for the shomer chinam, right? The kulan b'muadin peturin le'inim kofer. It should say and all of them. Even if you tell me that maybe Yehuda holds that by shomer chinam. Because of the Shomachinam, he doesn't have to watch the higher level. He only has to watch the lower, so he's exempt. But it should come out, but all of them, when it comes to Mu'ad, you did the Shmira uh, 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 according to Behuda by, by Mu'ad, that's the appropriate Shmira. So all of them should be part of the Indian Kofer. None of them should have to pay Kofer. Because you did the appropriate, uh, even Kofer, for sure they shouldn't have to pay Nezek Shalem, but they shouldn't even have to pay Kofer if you did the appropriate Shmira that is required if it's going in the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. So in the sheet of Rav Meir we have problems, in the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda we have problems. So how are you going to explain this Bryce or the way we try to say, we're talking about the Yiddish Shmira Pusa, which is why the Shomer Chinam doesn't pay, but everyone else does pay, who's this going like? Actually, it's going like the sheet of Rabbi Yezer. Rabbi Yezer the Tana holds like this. He says as follows. He's the Amar, Ein lo shmira He says that a muad, and he's going to see it's based on sukkim. the only way to do a real shmira for a sakin, uh, for, for, for a, to, to avoid liability, is to slaughter the animal. If the animal is a muad, you can't lock it up. I mean, that's the most extreme shita. So all now... This, all this you're always going to be high because you, you, the only thing you do is to lock, is lock it up. So now it could be like this. He agrees with Yehuda that a socher is considered to be like a shomer socher. 
All right. And in the case of Shomer Chinam, Shomer Chinam only has to watch the lower level Shmira. He doesn't have to watch a higher level Shmira. He agrees with that. And the Gabe, uh, the, the, the rest of the bride said that if it was a Muad, then you have to pay Kofer. You have to pay Kofer because according to him, since it's a Muad, the only way to protect yourself is to Shech. You didn't do it, so you're going to have to pay the liability. So therefore, we've explained the Bryson now that it could be Rebbe Leezer Shita, that for, and that's why you're going to be full, you're going to pay, you're going to pay Kofer, because you didn't shecht it in terms of your responsibility back to the owner, we understand that if, you gave, if it's a Shomer Chinam, then as long as he did a basic Shmira, that suffices, that suffices, but, and he doesn't hold like the Shita of Rabbi Meir, but he holds like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, that a Socher is considered to be like a Shomer Socher. Dama Socher Kenoset. Abayam, Abay says, I could make his go like Rabbi Meir as well. Now, what was the problem? The Rabbi Meir, we said that the, 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 the problem with that is as follows. You're right. A lesser Shmira works for everybody if it's Tom. And you need a higher, I'm, I'm sorry, he holds no. He holds that everybody needs to have a higher Shmira, both for Tom and, and for Mur. The only leniency you have is for Shomer Chinam. Guys, a Shomer Chinam. That's, that's the, you know, guys doing you a favor. You can't expect he's going to watch it more than a... The problem is that if it's going like Reb Meir, then he should also have grouped together. Socher. Why do you only say Shomer Chinam? So the Gemara says like this, is that we're going to see that there is a machlokas later on. There is a machlokas later on as to what the right version of that Mishnah is. Means we right now brought down the version that Rav Meir holds that a Shomer Chinam is the same as a Socher. They're grouped together. And Rabbi Yehuda held that a Socher is not like a Shomer Chinam, but a Socher is like a Shomer Socher. He says, there is a version that switches around the names. There's the position of Rabbi Bar Ahuva. Rabbi Bar Ahuva switches it around. And he says, Rav Meir was the one that says that a Shomer Chinam is different than a Shomer, uh, than a Socher. The Socher is more like the Shomer Socher. And it's Rabbi Yehuda that says that a Shomer Chinam and a Socher are the same. So once you say, if you have the version of Rabbi Barahuva, if you have that reversed version, then you don't have a problem over here. Because the Bryce is going like his version. And therefore only Shomer, it's going in the sheet of Rav Meir. And therefore, for everybody else, you need to have, other than Shomer Chinam, you have to have a Shmira, a high level Shmira. And for everything else, you're going to be Chayv, you're going to be Chayv The only one who gives the exemption is that you don't have to pay the owner back is the Shomer Chinam. I, why only him? Because according to this version, it's only a Shomer that is lenient, but you're not lenient with a socher because you flip around the sheet. It's one says like this. So therefore, like Rabbi switched around the sheetas and he taught that it's socher how do you pay for a socher? Rabbi Meir was the one that said it's like a shomer socher. Rabbi Yehuda was the one that said like a shomer chinam and therefore this can work according to that version like Rabbi Meir as well. I'm a Rabbi Lozer. More brings down uh, 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 the sheet of Rabbi Loza. What does he say? He says, Moser Shorul Shomer Chinam. You gave your ox to a Shomer Chinam. Hizik, and the animal went out and gored somebody. So the Shomer Chinam was watching the animal, and it, oh, we'll see how, how, what level he was watching, and it went and gored and killed somebody, or, or damaged somebody, and the Yuchayev. Huzak, but let's say what happened was not that the animal damaged someone else, 
It got injured. All right? So now, Potter. The Shomer does not have to watch it. Now, the Mordechai says, what's going on over here? All right? Now, some don't even have the word Shomer Chinam in here because this ruling is going to apply whether it's a Shomer, what, doesn't matter what kind of Shomer. But there are certain cases, right, when you go rent a car, so they said, you want this liability, well, there's certain things you can take on yourself, there's certain things you get insurance for. So we do about the same thing over here. It means what was the agreement between the Shomer and the, uh, and, and the owner? So as Amr Ben Yishiva said like this, Hey Chidami, what's the case? If the Shomer accepted, I'm taking responsibility for damages. For damages. I'm taking responsibility for damages, right? So then the Chorah, so if you're taking responsibility, then, then you should be responsible that I, I have to pay when your animal damaged someone else, but I also should take responsibility if my animal got, got, if your animal got damaged by someone else. So then I feel who's at Nami Let's say that you made the guy sign a waiver that you're not responsible for any damages that occur. If you're not responsible for any damages that occur, so therefore you should be potter both ways as well, whether the animal damaged someone else or whether your animal uh, uh, got damaged. Either way, you should be potter, right? So therefore, feel his ignami. So even whether when it damaged someone else, you should also be potterly potter. So what's the shot, right? The one wants to see what makes sense over here that the agreement only went one way but did not go the other way. So the one says like this, Amar Rava, The case he's talking about as follows, is yes, that the, that the agreement between them is you are going to be responsible for damages. Now let's see. What we're dealing with over here is going to is that it was made clear to the shomer, either he knew it on his own or the, even the, the, the owner, full, full disclosure, my animal has gored before. Now, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a muad, right? Because it could have gored only one time, right? Or according to the Abayashi, the two times. It is an animal. Now, you know that if this animal has gored before, what do you have to be careful about? What do you have to be careful about if this animal has gored before? You have to make sure it doesn't gore another animal. Right? Yeah. So therefore, the fact that you were told that this is a wild animal, you said, I'm accepting responsibility, you're you right. accepting yourself because the expectation is going to hurt someone else. But you didn't, um, you, there was no expectation to think that, what, that it's going to get hurt, right? If anything, animals are going to be scared of this one. So when it says like this, So the norm would be that what he accepted himself, that he will make sure that it doesn't go and damage any other animal. But that an animal should come and damage it, that did not enter his mind, and therefore, that's why you can't hold him responsible in that case, even though he did accept responsibility. John will stop over here.